listening to Speaking with One Voice with Rodney Payne. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you'd like discussed on the show, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. You can also search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Now, here's your host, Rodney Payne. Hello and welcome to Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Speaking with One Voice. I am excited, as I usually am, to get to add value to you and your leadership team each and every week. We are so excited. We've got so many wonderful things going on. But first, let's just start by saying thank you. Thank you so much for your support of our latest project, Critical Decisions Made Easy. You know the book. There's so much more exciting news I have to give you on that that will be headed your way soon. But you can get the book by going to Amazon.com or going to RodneyRPayne.com. The book is only $15. And I promise you that by the time you read this book, you are going to improve or create a decision-making system that you can have confidence in, that you can use repeatedly, and that you will develop some comfortability in how you make decisions. So get your hands on that book, and thank you. I've seen several of you begin to go back and rate it and and, and go ahead and give some uh, uh, reviews on Amazon.com. Please do that if you've read the book. We want others to know what value you received out of the book. Listen, I want to get into today's topic. Today, I want to talk about bigger leadership, bigger leadership. My mentor, John Maxwell, says that our our world is in a leadership crisis. We are leadership deficient. So I want to talk about bigger leadership. Now, bigger leadership doesn't mean perhaps what you might think it may mean. Bigger leadership means more effective leadership. It means leadership that makes a difference because we believe that everything rises and falls on leadership. And leadership simply stated as influence, nothing more, nothing less. So I want to challenge our leaders to be bigger leaders. So let's talk about this. I want to break this down into an acronym of bigger, B-I-G-G-E-R, leadership. So what does that look like? Well, if you're going to have bigger leadership, the first thing you have to do is be, be humble. That's right. To be, to get bigger, you have to first get smaller. Now, listen, when I talk about humility, it doesn't mean to think less of yourself, but it means to think more of others. It means to consider and to prefer others. You don't always have to be first. It doesn't always have to be about you, but rather you should be there to add value to someone else. So humility is a great component uh, of leadership and leaders need to possess this character quality. See, people don't care how much you know, John Maxwell says, until they know how much you care. It's that simple that when you are the most important person in the room to yourself, then others will feel that around you. But when you go out of your way to make sure that others 
feel, not only feel, but know that they matter to you and that you can help them and that you care about them and that you're willing to uh, take a backseat to promote them, that it doesn't have to always be about you. You become a bigger leader. You become a bigger leader. So a bigger leader doesn't mean a more dominant leader. It doesn't mean a more demanding or or commanding leader. It simply means that if you're going to be a bigger leader, you have to be a humble leader. Humility is an attractive trait. And here's the, the bonus to it, if you will. Humble leaders attract humble leaders. Humble doesn't mean that you're weak. Humble doesn't mean that you're not adequate or sufficient. Humble doesn't mean that you're not skilled or proficient. Humble simply means you have a proper opinion of yourself and you're willing to esteem others in a better light than you. You don't have to get the credit. You don't have to have your name in light. So if you're going to have bigger leadership, you have to, first of all, be humble. Secondly, I, you have to inspect your processes. That's right. Be humble and make sure you inspect your processes. D don't trust the, this is the way we've always done it mindset. Uh, when you find success, oftentimes we can get to a place where we simply rinse and repeat. Now, I am a firm believer there are some things that if it's not broken, don't fix it. Some things you need to leave alone, but no matter how good or bad, positive or negative, uh, a process you have in place is you must, as a bigger leader, be willing to inspect it and look at it. And because we've always done it this way, might not be a good enough reason to keep doing it. But you might find in your inspection that we're just fine. But you owe it to yourself as a bigger leader to be willing to inspect your processes. Let me throw a, a bonus here. When inspecting your processes, make sure you inspect your team. Everyone who started with you may not be prepared for the entire journey. In other words, they may be seasonal. They may be able to go to a certain point and they can't keep going. So don't get upset when you inspect your processes and see that to get to the next level, you're going to have to increase the capacity of your team. So your bonus here is inspect your processes and also inspect, uh, uh, increase the, the capacity of your team. Inspect processes, increase team capacity. So this is bigger leadership. Uh, you inspect for what reason? For relevance, for accuracy, for effectiveness. You inspect what? You inspect your guiding principles. Am I adhering to what I said I would do? Am I living out my core values? Am I modeling the behavior that I want my team to possess? Inspect your routine. Uh, is my routine still effective or do I need to change it? Uh, many times when you're working out, you get you hit a plateau. And what most physical trainers will do is they will change up your routine to confuse your muscles because your muscles have memory. So you change the routine to stretch, to enhance, to increase the capacity. So when you're inspecting, you inspect your guiding principles, you inspect your routine, you uh, inspect your effectiveness. Am I still effective doing this at this level in this way with this team? Go ahead and see, am I effective? And then one bonus here is you should also inspect 
your efficiency. There is new technology literally every day. And sometimes we don't want to inspect because we don't want to change. Depending on how you're wired, you may be slow to change. But I want you to make sure that you inspect your efficiency. Can we increase our margins, improve our product, improve our deliverables if we simply check and see, are we as efficient as we could be in any given area? So you want to be humble. You want to inspect your processes. And we're talking about bigger leadership. So we've got a double G here. The first G is going to be you want to give generously. You want to give generously. Why do you want to give generously as a leader? Well, giving is a sign of gratitude. It's important that every leader is grateful for the opportunity they have to influence others to have a brand, to have a product, a service, or a business, to have a clientele that uh, considers you to be the expert, to, they look to you to serve them. You must uh, be grateful and have gratitude. So giving is a sign of your gratitude. Uh, and also giving positions you to receive. Uh, it's really important. Uh, I believe in the law of reciprocity, meaning that if you want someone to give something to you, you have to be a giver. You can't be a closed hand and expect to receive. So giving sets the tone for your receiving. Giving also creates a culture of grace and gratitude. Now, let, let me talk about this. When we talk about workplace and culture, um, we want to be effective. We want to get the job done. We want to meet the quotas. We want to meet the demands of the clientele. I get it. Those are all givens, and every business wants to do that. Every leader wants their team to do that. But how about this? When you have a team where the culture is grace and gratitude, that means that we hold one another accountable, yes, but we don't condemn each other for shortcomings. Rather, we give people grace and try to help them to become effective. And then we do take time, even though you are being compensated, and in many cases, being compensated very well to do a job, I believe bigger leadership always takes the time to say thank you. Not a global thank you, thank you to the team, uh, we've done a good job. No, I believe bigger leadership takes the time to talk to individuals within the organization and tell them thank you. Tell them how much you appreciate them for their contribution to the team. Uh, back in my early career, I, I was trying to say that I thought my task was a, a, a manual task and it didn't, it was hard work. But instead of saying manual, I said menial. So what I did was I reduced the impact of what I did as a menial task, meaning it really didn't mean anything to the bottom line. I had a gracious leader, we'll call him Bill. He explained to me in my misuse of the English language that when you say something is menial, you're saying it doesn't matter. I want you to know what you do here matters to our overall success. It changed my approach on leadership because I had a bigger leader who was willing to give me grace when I made a mistake and then share with me gratitude for the job I was doing. So a, a, a bigger leader or bigger leadership is going to give generously, and this is going to create a different culture within your organization. Now, I, I did mention that we had a double G here. So we want to give generously, but the second G is 
We want to grow constantly. Now, let me, let me slow down here for just a moment. Growing constantly, we must understand the principle of growth. There is no such thing as stagnation when you're growing. Leaders are either growing and be, becoming bigger leaders, or they are declining and becoming smaller leaders. So when you think about growing constantly, you must first understand that growth is a choice. You have to choose to grow. What is your growth measurement? It's up to you. What do you do consistently to make sure that you are growing? Are you taking publications, periodicals? Are you reading? Are you uh, looking at competition? Are you doing research? Are you practicing and honing your skills? Are you enhancing or increasing or expanding your education? There are so many ways that you can grow, but you can't just assume that you're growing. One thing I can tell you is that doing the same thing a long time does not mean that you grow. Going back early in my career, we'll call this gentleman Jim, uh, I had a, a boss, his name was Jim, and, and Jim told me, he says, Rodney, listen, I have people who have worked for me for 25 years, he said, but they have one year of experience. Being young, I was really confused. He said, let me explain this to you. Everything they know about their present job, their present role, they learned within the first year of doing the job, and they have repeated it 24 times. So what they did was they did not grow. They didn't increase their capacity. Now they were dependable and they were able to be placed in a, in a situation to be in the pocket, so to speak, and do the same thing every day. But an organization full of people who have one year of experience, it will soon catch up with you because you have to be willing to grow constantly. Growth is intentional and growth is measurable. Growth is measurable. So when you look at for areas to define and identify where you've grown, what you really have to do is you have to place some type of growth metrics in place to compare where you are in a given situation year over year. One of the things that I can tell you is I'm very intentional in where I add value, but my growth shows up to me posthumously. And what, what I mean by that is there are times when I have a growth experience. I didn't realize I had grown until after I had navigated that particular decision, circumstance, or situation. So in times past, I would have handled it this way for certain. But this time, in the middle of what I was going through, I realized that I handled it in a more mature way. So now the trainings and the conferences and the books and things that I'm reading to help me to grow are showing up in my behaviors, in my action, in my leadership. So my leadership has become bigger because I now am intentional in my effort to grow constantly and I measure that particular growth. Some measurements you can do, like I'm in a, in a pace now, I, I was trying to read one book per month and now I have double that. I want to do two books a month. So instead of doing 12 books a year, I'm going to do 24 books a year. And these are all books that are going to help me to grow as a leader. But there are other, there's other content that I consume for entertainment value and, and growth, et cetera. But just in a book place, I want to have measurable growth in that, that we have to read 
at least six books per quarter. I believe this is measurable. I believe it makes a difference. And I believe I will grow in a measurable way as a leader because I understand and I want you to understand that growth matters. Your growth matters. So we're talking about bigger leadership here on Speaking With One Voice today. And I want you to remember it's a it's an acronym. So B, we have to first be humble. I, inspect your processes. G, give generously. G, grow constantly. Now the E. The E of bigger leadership is to engage with your team members. Engage. Earlier, I mentioned our processes, our principles, and how to be humble with the team. Now I want to take you to a deeper level of connection and relationship, and I want you to engage with your team. Why do I want you to engage with your team as a part of bigger leadership? Well, because your team members are people first. They are people before they're a team member. They're they're people before they're producers. They're people before they impact your bottom line. So I want you to understand that you have to engage with your team beyond just the business. Now, I'm not suggesting that everyone on the team has to be uh, a hunky-dory, peachy-keen BFFs, but I am suggesting that you get to know those who work for you in some sort of a personal way. So I, I'm, I'm encouraging you to in bigger leadership, that is, to engage just beyond just the business, to engage in a point to where you at least know um, their family status or what things they're, they like to do or perhaps their hobbies. It makes for good conversation, but it really helps to know that someone cares about you. For instance, one of your team members has a competitive gymnast as a child. T- to ask ever so often, how is, is Johnny doing in his gymnastics uh, is going to let them know that they matter to you. And so you want to engage with them beyond the business. And what happens when you engage with your team members beyond the business, you're going to reap the rewards of insight. First of all, when you know more about them, you you understand how they're wired, you can help them to be more productive. Perhaps you have them on your team and they're doing a good job, but if you knew what they really loved, they could be in a better role in your company and they could be more satisfied and less likely to leave the brand, to leave the business. So we want to get the rewards of insight. We want to understand that when you engage team members, team members, their, their, their satisfaction with your organization increases because they know that you are uh, you care about them, they matter, and so they become satisfied. And as a result, we have organizational growth. So you want to make sure you engage with team members. And, and lastly, uh, I want to spend the moment here and just end with the R. The R, I'm going to say, respect your strengths and your talents. Respect your strengths and your talents. What do I mean? Many of us take our strengths for granted. We're naturally good at something. We we, we do this well. So instead of sharpening it, we just use it. I want to encourage you, don't take your strengths and your talents for granted. If you're going to respect your talent, that means you've got to invest in your talent, my friend. You are worth the investment to get better at your area of strength, 
to improve in your area of genius. You want to get better at what you're best at. I believe that you can grow your talents exponentially. You can grow your strengths exponentially. You can only move your weaknesses marginally. So you have to mitigate your weaknesses, but you should invest fully in your strengths. Don't be afraid to defer to a team member who has a different strength than you, and they can do more with this particular program, this particular team, this particular opportunity than you can. When team members focus on our strengths, invest in our strengths, and grow our strengths, now we have what I'm calling bigger leadership. Remember, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. That's what John Maxwell has made famous in his many quotes. I want you to know that you can be a bigger leader today. Be humble, inspect your processes, give generously, grow constantly, engage with team members, and respect your strengths and talents. You have been listening to Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. Thank you for being here each and every week. If you're not already doing so, please follow us on social media at Rodney R. Payne, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, and we even have a new YouTube channel at Rodney R. Payne. Go find us, follow us, like us, and share. And podcast and to share this podcast as our audience continues to grow. I've got some super exciting guests coming up in a few weeks. Stay tuned for that. But we are looking for opportunities to grow you as a leader, grow your team as leaders, and grow your business. That's what we do here on Speaking with One Voice. Thank you for joining me this week. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. Until next time, let's keep growing together. You've been listening to Speaking with One Voice. Please remember to follow Rodney Payne on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rodney R. Payne. We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback, so please feel free to leave us comments. And if you would, rate and subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate that as well. Don't forget to set up for notifications so you can get the latest updates and social media posts and get new podcasts when they're released. As always, use the hashtag speaking with one voice or simply SWOV on any of your social media posts. On behalf of Rodney Payne, thanks again for listening to Speaking with One Voice.